with Tiger. This episode is with Zach Wolf. He comes on the show to talk about fatherhood for his second appearance. His first one is episode two. He was a very early guest. And uh, yeah, if you like the show, just talk about it with people, post on social media. All that helps an incredible amount. Thank you very much. Lots of love. And here's the show. All right. We're live. Zach Wolf, how goes it, man? Hey, it goes well, man. How about you? Doing really well. It's been a while. What you been, uh, what you been up to lately? Uh, not much, man. I've been pretty busy. Uh, I'm uh, teaching at a high school and, and uh, coaching football down there and, and uh, raising young children, popped man. Popped out your third not too long ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, my uh, five-month-old baby boy, Logan, um, he was born... Uh, in October. Nice. So yeah, congrats. That was not yeah. too long after our very first show, episode two. By yeah. the way, congrats. Thank you very much for coming on the show so early. Man. Oh man, I I, uh, I really enjoyed it, and I'm glad we get the chance to get back together. Yeah, yeah I'm absolutely happy. Talk. So right before we started rolling, you started talking about a hyperbaric chamber. Or I did it? start yeah. talking about the hyperbaric chamber. Um, I really enjoyed it, man. I really liked the hyperbaric chamber. Uh, I only got the chance to do it for 30 minutes because there was a gentleman set up um, from here in town. It's called New Leaf Hyperbarics. Uh, he was at the Asian Celebration. And um, I think you need about an hour. Um, oh. He says people do up to two-hour sessions. Um, and what is it? So basically, they bring the pressure in this pod. Um, you get in like this uh, kind of like canvas pod-looking thing, and he zips it up, and then he fills it up with pressurized air. Uh, and he fills it up to, I, I don't remember exactly, you know, don't quote me on this, the atmospheres, but I think he's at like 1.3 or... Okay, so it's not nothing crazy. No, it's, it's nothing wild, that, yeah. um, but they say, and uh, they say that it really helps with like your like brain health and everything. Oh, interesting. Um, to be in, in a environment that's at... So it's that, all the way up to your neck, I assume? Oh, you're, you're all the pressure? way in it. All the way. You're all the way. You're, you're in like this... In a bubble. You're in this bubble, man. too it's much like, air in it. It's like on a cot. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they zips it up and then he... He, he cranks her up and, yeah. and uh, he, he tells you when you're doing it, um, he says, hey, you know, you got to kind of pop your ears just like you would if you were in an airplane or yeah. going up, you know, you know, big elevation change or whatever. And, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. But, um, but I breathing, felt really good. Is, is breathing different? Like if you just open your mouth, does the air get forced into you because mm-hmm. it's so much air? No. No, okay. no, I didn't feel that way at all. I, uh, I fell asleep, to be honest. You know, I, I, yeah, I kind of fell asleep in there for about, but it was only about 15, 20 minutes and like I said, I'm I'm gonna go check it out. I think uh, it's I don't want to call it costly, but um, I think it was somewhere around like ninety five dollars for two hours. That's pretty much what a float tank is, which I also wanted to go to. Yeah. But the whole time I'm in it, I'm just gonna be thinking of like shit. There's a dollar per minute, pretty much, you know. It really is, man. Like, there's fuck. a couple things out there, modality wise, mm-hmm. um, that I've been super interested in doing, and and you and I got the chance to be exposed to like some information on them um, yeah. during our time at Oregon State, but. Uh, the float tank one, and then also uh, cryotherapy. Yeah, that's a big one. I want to go check it out. I really do. I, I just it's just time, and then the other thing is like kind of the cost, I guess. Yeah. But I, I really want to go look into it. There's so many things. I mean, since you last came on the show, I think two weeks ago, I went up to Corvallis and spoke with Guido. Yeah. He was hands down probably one of my favorite guests. That guy is a he's genius. phenomenal, man. He's phenomenal. he's phenomenal. I really wanted he was uh, here in town in Eugene, um, speaking at a at a clinic. And, uh, you know, this is to show you how incredibly intelligent and, and uh, you know, well sought out he was. Um, the seminar he was doing, 
uh, I was like, oh man, maybe I'll go check yeah. it out. It was five hundred dollars yeah. for a seat, and I, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to, you know, I have crazy. his number. I wanted to text him and be like, hey man, can you sneak me in? But you know, I don't want to, I don't want to not do him justice and no. what his what his time is worth. And and yeah, but tons of people go to those. So when He's, I'm asking him for an hour to come on my show, I'm like, dude, thank you. Right? Holy shit, for real, man, he really is. And in the little bit of time that him and I had spent together, when I had. Um, the calf injury and the uh, the quad injury there at, at the uh, rec center. Mm-hmm. Um, he was phenomenal, man. And that's he, how you met him? Is through injury? That's how I met that's him. That's how man. I met I, him too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, hurt, I hurt my quad there at the gym, and, and uh, he was gracious enough to help me out and spend a little bit of time with me and 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 work with me. And he, like yeah. I said, I, you know, I, I haven't spent a ton of time with you know athletic trainers or anything like that, but uh, he's the best I've ever been around. Yeah, that's so for sure. after you hurt yourself, did you go to PT or anything? beforehand or uh, no, I just went straight to him oh because I, I went, went through straight. all of them i, I oh, slogged really? through chiropractor acupuncture yeah. pt all of it and i went really? to him and he hit boom i was better within a month yeah but all that shit just almost made it worse or like interesting so that's why huh. i mean that's why i'm not a physical therapist today is because i'm like they didn't fucking help me that, yeah, i haven't exactly, met someone man. they helped so i'm like exactly at some point yeah i was going to the chiropractor for quite a while i wish i still one had time and and uh two i just need to find a good good spot down here because i was going up in albany when, when I was going to school at Oregon State and then also into the time I was at George Fox. Um, and uh, I loved it, man. It was phenomenal. Um, if I could find another place like that one, I'd be going for sure. I went um, and I got – it was – at the beginning, it was an hour massage. They do an hour massage. They do a I'll full body. It, yeah. And then they'd adjust you after that. And there's I think there's really something to be said about, you know, that timeline of, of uh, that kind of care because – that the massage kind of gets everything like nice and loose. So then when they adjust you, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're not super tight. Like you just walked in out the door and they said, all right, go ahead and lay on a table, yeah, and then you know, bam, bang, 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 it. you know, yeah. Do you crack yourself at all? Like do you crack no. your shoulder? Nothing. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't have any issues with that. For me, it's lower back. Ooh, just um, I, got a, yeah, I got a couple of compressed discs and a, uh, from and a football bul- or just uh, from your, your compressed stature? vertebrae and a bulging disc. Uh, just life, man. <sighs> just wear you. and tear. You know what I mean? Uh, high school sports, um, you know, roofing houses, military time, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's a little bit of everything, man. It's just, I had life. such a brief flash a couple of days ago. I'm like, you know what? Everything goes to shit. I might just go join the military. It's cool that it's always out there. And I mean, I think I remember when you were on last time, you said you'd do it again. Oh, I wouldn't a heartbeat, man. Um, I loved it. I mean, I love the experience. I love the exposure. I love what it gave me. Uh, you know, obviously we talked about it last time I was on the show, um, you know, for me, I struggled with alcoholism, you know, during that time. And then, uh, shortly after I got out, but, uh, you know, that wasn't the Marine Corps mm-hmm. fault. You know what I mean? That was me, man. I had an issue before I went in and, and I just allowed myself to, to dive into the, to the, I guess the, I don't want to say the darker culture, but kind of the, there's a dark culture there. I mean, not to, not, to, I don't want, I don't know if you, yeah, yeah. you can speak ill about it, but I recently, uh, so Kenzie, before I met her, she was going to join the military, like the Navy or something. Yeah. But she looked into it. There's this movie called The Invisible War. Yeah. And so now I joke about it all the time. Like, yeah, you love, go- and I, I don't mean this in, co- like, don't take this out of context. No, like, oh, no, you go no. and join the military, you get to rape people. Because like, uh, if you, you're a woman and you join the military, you're more likely to be raped and the person, nothing done about it than you are to be killed in combat. Like raped by your own fellow soldiers. Yeah. That's horrific. Yeah, that's, huh, that's incredible. See, I like, um. You know, I was, you know, being in the infantry, like I never, I never worked with women. You know mm. what I mean? There wasn't, there, there wasn't women in the infantry. I know they're kind of starting to integrate that right now. And I'm curious to see how that goes, but, um, have a woman carrying a big gun. Like you had like a big, uh, how much were those? Like 50 pounds, 70? Uh, no, I, I carried, um, a squad automatic weapon on my, um, 
on my first deployment. Um, and then, and then, uh, that was about 19 pounds. And then, Mm. uh, I carried, um, regularly a medium machine gun is what we carried. Um, and it's about 29 pounds. So yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. And you, you, you take into account some ammunition and some other equipment, approximately you're probably carrying, you know, anywhere between 50 and 75 pounds on you just about, you know what I mean? So it's quite a bit of weight. Um, but I mean, it really, you know, excuse me, it depends on the, you know, the, the situation, I guess you could say, or whatever, you know, where, where you're going and how much you're going to carry with you. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, there's, a, there's a lot of variables. It'd be nuts. I mean, for me, I've been it. playing the new call of duty a bunch. I mean, I'm sure do people who get out of the military play call of duty or is that just like, I lived it. Why the fuck would I want to play it? I don't know. I think, I think people do. I'm not a big video gamer. So um, video games are badass. Just, they're a waste of time. But I've just fun. never been into it, man. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, you know, I realistically, man, I got a Nintendo Wii at my house, and that nice. puppy's probably like, gosh, it was my wife. So it's, it, you know, it's got to be 12 years old, at least 12 years old, probably. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, she's almost 30. So That's I think she got it when she was like 18, 19. Calling so. out her age, right? Like that. Ah. No, I mean, she's some age, you know, who, who knows? But yeah. I like it. And you brought yeah. these uh, these CBD kombuchas for us, man. I really appreciate it. I did, that. man. I did. Uh, I enjoy this stuff, man. I really like it. So, yeah. You feel it? Because I. I don't have too much experience with CBD. What do you What do you get from it? Like I'm, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't felt anything yet, but I obviously. Uh, just to be honest, it. man, I, I uh, I'll usually indulge in a glass um, at the end of the day, and and uh, I like it. You know, it's it's uh, it's calming. It kind of it's it's kind of the the end of my my evening nice. type of situation. You know what I mean? And and uh, no, I enjoy it, man. Um, I love the the kombucha. I got I got in drinking kombucha pretty regularly probably about two years ago so i probably i try to drink about you know 16 ounce glass like about every day you know i mean just kind of yeah you know keep my gut health good and and uh what really turned me on to that was um a podcast i listened to actually with uh, really? Rhonda baker um I was her name her. she was uh she was on the joe rogan experience Rhonda and, baker uh, not Rhonda patrick Rhonda patrick okay i'm mixing names like a close name to i'm that mixing girl. names man That's i'm mixing funny. names yeah, yeah she was great though and i i feel like her and her and joe rogan talked about it on the <laughs> podcast to be honest and and uh so you know i started get i started try, trying it out and and uh yeah i really like actually interestingly enough i i kind of started drinking kombucha when i quit drinking yeah. Um, yeah, because it was kind of one of those things, you know, they serve it at, at, at pretty much every, you know, brewery you go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's a good way to still, get you a know, nice socialize with people that, that, you know, are responsible drinkers. And, yeah, I like and, you know, it. Because people, I think one of the things that I've noticed, you know, I've, I've been sober uh, this upcoming November, will be five years, man. And, not and, a drink. Uh, not a drop. Not five, a drop. Five I mean, years, I mean, this has like 2% alcohol in it, but. Oh, it's but it's so yeah, it's nothing. It, it doesn't yeah, count. So, you haven't had like an actual beer or hard no, alcohol or anything. No, nothing, man. Damn, Almost five years. Props, yeah. man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best best destroy, best decision I ever made. Yeah. What was the honest. What was the couple weeks falling quitting like? Uh, it was it wasn't bad at all, man. Because my relationship due to alcohol, um, my relationship at that time was really struggling, man. And and uh, you know, I just I I put myself in a position to where you know I allowed you know, and I don't I don't say this in a bad way because. You know, people that are responsible drinkers, I, I, I don't have an issue with that. But for me, it was like poison, man. I would, I just, I, you know, I just couldn't, I was just a different person, man. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't, you know, uh, I felt like I used drinking as a coping mechanism, you know what I mean? And it, yeah. and it really led me to just be this, this person that I never wanted to be, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, 
In what way? Because I used kratom as a coping mechanism, without a doubt. Really? Oh yeah. It's, you but felt I, that way. But I like. Yeah. But I, but for me, all substances are uh, cost benefit. For me, the cost of alcohol is really heavy. Like it's actually really bad for you. Yeah, I and hear you. Yeah, no, it yeah, makes yeah. me to someone like I get a little bit of a buzz. But like other drugs are way like kratom has. It's legal, so I'm not going to get in trouble for it. It's right. really cheap. There's almost no downsides. It's dehydrating. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't turn me into some asshole. It's like coffee where it just kind of elevates where you are. But, but I definitely use it. Like yeah. If I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? You take it, boom, you feel so much better. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so in what way did you, like, what were you coping with? Can, can you drink in the military? You said that's what oh, I kind yeah. of. Yeah, for sure. On your, on, on your off time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure you can yeah, drink. Okay, yeah, duh. Yeah, yeah. I'm like not, thinking not, you're out there when, drinking no, a beer. No, not when you're, like, on duty or whatever, you know, you're you're out performing your duties and responsibilities, you know. But, uh, no, man, I, uh, you know, when I came back from my first deployment, and I think I mentioned this on the first show we did, um, I struggled, man. I, I struggled with some things. I uh, I had a little bit of survivor's guilt, I think, from that deployment, um, and uh, I just couldn't get my head right, man. And and uh, I participated in a lot of risky behavior, and and uh, you still ride a motorcycle. Your wind no, therapy. I sold it. You sold it. You sold, sold your wind therapy machine. I, so, I sold my Harley, man. And uh, now you're going to an air pressure therapy instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, That's I sold so my Harley funny, back man. in July, man. I. Uh, you know, third kid on the way, man. I just, I mad respect for that. I just, I it's cost, man, and I never have, never have time to ride it. I'll, I'll, I'll buy another motorcycle because I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a huge supporter of that and a huge advocate. And I really do think that there's just nothing, for me at least, quite like you know riding on a motorcycle. I, I really have always enjoyed it since I got into it in my you know late teens, early twenties, and and. Uh, I've always had a bike. Interestingly enough, this is this this won't be the longest time I've not had a motorcycle. Um, coming up, it, I, the when I totaled my bike right before you and I met when I started going to Oregon State, uh, there was about a nine month span. It's from about September to April when I didn't have a bike. So maybe we are about that time. So yeah, this is probably pretty much since I was about mid twenties longest I've not had a motorcycle in in, in my possession. So, and, and realistically, I miss what it brought me, but, you know, as a responsible adult, I recognize yeah. the fact that... You can't leave three kids on this earth. I can't, I can't, car, I can't bring my, I can't cart my kids around on a motorcycle, yeah, man, and, and you know, so... So you're a so, uh, suburban SUV dad now? I'm you're a suburban, minivan no, dad? I, I, st I still drive my <laughs> truck. My, it's funny that you say that, because my wife and I have been talking lately, and uh, <laughs> she's on the verge, I think, and wanting oh, to buy a minivan, and I... That's so funny. When I look at them, I just, I, they don't get really get that good of gas mileage. And I, realistically, I think we should just buy an SUV. Buy you know a bus, I mean? man. Buy a bus, deck oh, it out. It's too big, man. It's, it's get, too they big. get like eight miles a gallon. Oh, yeah. I need something that gets like 25. No. You know what I mean? I need, <laughs> you, know what, you know what? I, I'm really curious if it'd do the same thing for you. What if you had VR? Because you know how you can watch VR of like people going on hikes and stuff? Yeah, yeah. You just put them on, you can like lay down. It's literally like you're hiking Machu Picchu or whatever. I wonder yeah. if you can have VR of someone going on a motorcycle and it feels like, like you get the same sensations from it. I don't think because I don't I don't think you'd get the other senses off of it right. You're not gonna get, you know. The, I'd blow exhaust the smoke in your nose, man. Ah. I'd play the video. I'd put it in there. I'd like, you know, I'd like eat lighter fluid and go. You <laughs> 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 like it, man? Just, I could do the same. I could put a, like a strong industrial fan on you. Oh boy, man. Uh, I don't think you'd get the same out of it. You so you just funny. get so many different senses out of it. There's just something to be said about you know. 
you know, the, 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 the sound of the motor and the, yeah. you know, what just, other risky behavior? Cause you're talking that did you, well, ever go, like, I mean, in terms of other risky behavior, or yeah. would you bait bar fights? I knew a couple of people at college who would just literally go out yeah. and try to fight. No, that's um, risky behavior. I wasn't really a, a bait and bar fight kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, no, I drank heavily, man. And I drank really irresponsibly. Yeah. To be honest, you know what I mean? And, and you know, I, I always, you know, when I meet people that struggle with this, you know, in terms of the conversation of alcohol, um, I really, the questions I try to ask is like, you know, what kind of things, what kind of activities are you doing or what kind of, you know, what's your consumption like when you're going out and, and, and drinking, you know, cause I, like I said, I, you know, I, I, I'm not one of those people that I'm not out here, you know, telling people like, don't be drinking Fucking a preaching. beer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, stay away from alcohol. You know, yeah. I just tell people like, Hey man, you know, if you can be responsible with this, then do it. But you know, for me, I, I, you know, I would literally go out and then the intent was to get drunk. You know what I mean? The intent wasn't to, you know, have a beer or two or have a good time. My intent was to go out and, and legitimately change my, yeah. brain chemistry at the and moment it never, really was man never back in that then. time did you try a different drug like ketamine pretty much does that no crazy no i never tried anything i was in the marine corps though man so you know i'm not you know what i mean i was you know i i, I wanted to did pray. heroin in uh yeah but Vietnam. I wanted, they totally I wanted, do drugs i wanted to play it you know <laughs> oh, okay. play it straight and didn't, yeah. you know it's a different time and you know you, yeah. you, you know you don't want to put yourself in a position to you know mm -hmm. get in any sort of trouble but yeah. Well, yeah. Do you want to know what the funniest thing is? So I've, I've had this conversation with probably 15 guests where I, I, my, my thoughts have evolved so much between when I met you, I was pretty anti-war. I was like, no, we shouldn't be at war. And now like the most recent person I had on the show on his Facebook page, when I reached it, he was like, this, he's running for city council. So I didn't press him crazy hard. But yeah. it's like no war with Iran. And I'm like, at the end of the day, what you're saying is, oh, we should pull out and just let the radicals kill the non-radical innocent women and children in that area yeah. that's what it's saying like yeah in this beautiful utopian world that'd be awesome if there's no war all right but it's kind of just like letting the people kill innocent people across the world it really it's a hard subject yeah it really is how how you look at it man and and you and i talked about this last time i was here but um you know i look at it as you know good versus evil man and and you know i I really think that, you know, whether you want to believe it or not, there's, there's evil in our world. There really is, man. And, and, but they think the same thing. They, they think, think they're the good. Same thing. And they think you're evil. Right. It really is. Yeah, it really is. You I know? look at it as if you, if you boil it down to a primal sense of, you know, uh, you know, are, is your ideology, uh, are you inflicting it in a way where like, you know, if people think differently than you, are you murdering them for it, basically, but right? you are. You are. You know the military mean? is doing that, too. Like, they're doing it more. Yeah. You're doing, like, we're doing it reactively. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah. you know, we kind of are. It's, an in, it's just an interesting topic. I don't think yeah. there is a, a right and wrong answer, but I, I think... Hear you. I think anytime, it's a real double-edged sword. I yes. think it's, it's hard. To, yeah, yeah. But yeah. no one... Not you, yeah, I'm never arguing against people who are like, yeah, we need war. I'm like, well, hopefully we have a world where we don't need war, but it's... I see all these people who are like, no, we never need war. War is never the answer. I'm like, we do kind of, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like anything, we're in the middle ground, and I just find a lot more of the people. Yeah. I'm arguing against the no war people, but you feel like such a monster telling people, like, no, war is necessary at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. feel brutal, man. What yeah, I think, I think one thing you could look at with that, and this is, you know, a saying that I've heard before is like, you know, prepare, you know, uh, pray for peace, but prepare for war, man. I think there's something to be said about that. I think, you know, you... You know, I, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, join them. I, well, I did kind of join, I joined the military and the Marine Corps, especially, uh, for the free college. 
No, <laughs> I never thought I'd go to college, man, oh, to be really? honest. I never thought I'd go to college, amazingly enough. Yeah, and here I am with, with a bachelor's and a master's degree. but um, On a podcast that Guido's been on. On a podcast that Guido's been on, yeah, 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 which is a heavily educated and career guy. You know, he's phenomenal. But I'm honestly thinking at some point, just like asking him, like, hey, can I like apprenticeship you? Like, cool. At some point, like, yeah. I'm like, I wonder if he ever would take on. I don't think he will, but I'm like, it'd be worth yeah, yeah. asking him. Yeah. So yeah, if you're interested in that, oh you know, avenue of, of, you know, of, of work or whatever, yeah, mm-hmm. he'd be your guy, man, because everything I've ever everything. talked to him about is... He's a genius. He posted always, a picture with the Portland uh, Timbers. I did see that. Yeah, and I he was just like, yeah, just came, yeah, he just flew over there, helped them them train and rehabilitate better flies back. I'm like, yeah. dude, what the fuck? He's, he's the cool real shit. deal, man. He's the real that deal. guy really is, but... Um, I lost my train of thought. I'm talking about <laughs> my, my whole goal is to Marine just stop, <laughs> stop what, what the whole uh, kind of impetus of this is, you wanted to come on and talk about fatherhood. What's that like, brother? I did, man. I wanted to come on and talk about being a dad. Um, being a big poppy. I'm in the trenches right now, man. I, <laughs> I really am, man. Uh, so I have a, a seven-year-old daughter. Um, I have an 18-month-old uh, boy and a, and a five-month-old boy. And uh, it's a lot, man. My, uh, my daughter... Um, She's only with us about 20% of the year. Um, the big chunk of time is coming up here soon. We, we have her over the summer. Mm, and, that's the uh, best. <laughs> oh, because you want to keep her in school down there. Yeah, we want to keep her in school down there. She does live down there with her mother. And, and um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a difficult road, man. It really And it's uh, it poses challenges that um, I never expected until I was at this position, right? Yeah. Um, and just for reference, you have the other two kids 100% of the time. Just 100% for of the time. For people, yeah. 100% of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, you and I talked about this a little bit last time I was on the show, and I think maybe that's where this journey of, of fatherhood starts for me is, um, you know, I, I married a woman when I was in the, in the Marine Corps and, and, uh, fathered a child with her. And, and, um, you were a bad guy at the time. Our relationship didn't work out, man. I, I, uh, I was a bad husband and I was a bad father, man, back then. And, and, uh, you know, obviously I can't go backwards. I can only, um, grow and, 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 you know, be a better person in, in the future. And, uh, I think the last couple of years, especially I've really been on a really great path and a really good, um, direction, uh, with my life. And, and, uh, I'm interested to see where it takes me, but, um, yeah, I, I, uh, um, I struggle, man, at times, like when I, you know, when I first became a father back then, I, I wasn't very attentive. You know, and and uh, I wasn't very helpful when my daughter was young, um, and now uh, with you know having an 18 month old and a five month old at home, um, it's they're they're so close in age, but they're they're not. You know, they're at different yeah. stages. You know, my. So you can't really play a game with both of them at the same time. Like you can't be like, hey, let's watch this because it's right. too old for one of them, too young for the other. To some degree, right? Ah, like brutal. you know, from from. You know, for the most part, Disney Plus is on at my house. Yeah. You know, when the TV's on, you know what I mean? And, and, but, um, yeah, man, uh, my 18 month old is, you know, walking, running, you know, close to talking, you know what I mean? He's, you know, he's, he's, he's a handful, to be honest. He's a, a very active nice. child. So and two daughters and a son? Two sons and a daughter. Oh, okay. Two nice. sons nice. and a daughter, yeah. yep. And, uh, and my five month old, um, you know, he's at the stage right now where he's pretty close to crawling. Um, he, we just started feeding him solid food lately. Uh, 
And yeah, it's just, you know, it seems like the at five months, I thought people breastfed till like pretty much like over a year. Well, you breast, you can, you breastfeed up until a year, but you mm, also start transition. adding, Giving um, baby carrots and shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, those like are way too hard. I'm fucking yeah, with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Give them fucking no, we're, we're, I'm not that kind of, you know, I wish I was that kind of parent that had a, had a, uh, you know, baby bullet at home <laughs> and I was making my own baby food, man, but I'm not, man. I'm a. No. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a jar food buyer kind of guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, you know, we do, we do squash and, and sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. And when you start, you, you do like vegetables yeah. and then you kind of work your way into fruit. And again, this, these are all things that I just learn as time goes <laughs> on, man. I don't, you know, it's like when you're, when you're in the trenches of the military, you're drinking alcohol and like actually worrying about your life. And now you're in the trenches, you're drinking CBD and I'm worrying about baby food. Yeah, <laughs> I really, and I, well, and I, and the other thing I notice is like, uh, I really like, and this is something my wife and I have dealt with recently is like, there, there's not really like her and I time, oh, you know really? what I mean? Yeah. Having two, oh, yeah. having two youngsters. Absolutely. Cause, uh, I'm really fortunate enough, man. My wife just started going back to work full time this last week. We kind of, you know, slowly transitioned into that phase and, and, uh, but yeah, it's like we five months no sex. That's gotta be rough. No, I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my wife don't have very much time. I'm like, okay, that's, that's some keyword. That's not dog the case. Whistling. No, that's not the case. But um, no, man, like uh, you know, it's a baby, I guess. We like just you can have a five month old in the room and just like put it in the cradle. We're just the side. well, we're just in the process of starting oh, sleep training. Is oh, what nice. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you know, realistically, when you know, when I talk about being a father and just being a parent in general. Uh, I, my wife gets way more credit in this role than I do, man. My wife is a phenomenal woman and she's an amazing mother mm-hmm. and just, I mean, she's, she's super mom, man. She just, she crushes it. Uh, you know, I, I like to tell myself I do okay, but, uh, I'm not on her level, man. I'm yeah. just not. And that's just me being honest. You know, I, I, uh, being a parent's hard, man. It's, yeah. it, 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 it poses challenges that, you know, you like, they're just unique, man. Like I, like let's use today as an example, man, before you and I got together this afternoon, uh, my wife went to the gym this morning and, uh, I was at home with, with Daxton and Logan and, you know, my 18 month old, and my five month old, and, uh, I was holding Logan and, and we were in the kitchen and, uh, he threw up a little bit of milk <laughs> on the floor and, uh, cause I just got done feeding him a bottle and the we have all these gates in my house, man. My house is like dogs. A, my house is no, gates. Yeah, but if for dogs or no what? for babies, man. Really? So they don't oh, get you don't crazy. want them to get into things. I, yeah. I, I got I, I live in like a townhouse style home, you know, okay, three bedroom, yeah. two bath. So I got to get at the bottom of my stairs. I got to get at the top, and I got a gate from my kitchen, my <laughs> oh, living room, man. So sense. it's it's like in a strange way, and this is maybe a weird uh, you know idea to put it in, but it's almost like a prison, man, where <sighs> I got. I got sectors, you know what I mean? You, you got to so go funny. through gates to get to different sectors. And, and, uh, but I didn't have the gate closed and my, you know, 18 month old boy comes running in there and he was literally like going to run into the, you know, cause he's, you know, he's 18 months old. Yeah. He's, you know, he's like, Oh, what's on the floor? You know? And I had to like, as I'm holding my other child, I have to like sidestep him, you know, to like block him with my leg, you know? And then he kind of runs into my leg and falls over. So then he's upset cause he <sighs> fell over, you know? And, I got paper towels on the floor, man. And I'm trying to, you know, one foot yeah. baby in the other arm, man. I'm trying to wipe up the, you know, the spill, you know, the, the, the puke or whatever. And Rough. it's just, it's, it's, it's constant, man. It's, and you know, it's uh man that won't feel, won't that feel good when you can throw a football with them though? 
Oh, it will. It will feel really nice. <laughs> All when, for well, that. Well, if they decide to, to, to pursue yeah. that, right? You know, that's something I want to make sure that they pursue what they enjoy and not what I enjoy. Yeah. I want them to have their own identity. You know Ballerina what I mean? Ballerina dancing. If that's okay what they're that? into, man. Wow, that's progressive of you, man. I'm good, man. No. If, that's, if that's what they're into, let's crush it. Let's be the best out of that we can. That's you know so what I mean? Funny. That's, you know, yeah. but uh, yeah, man, it's, you know, my journey of fatherhood uh, really is, I think, one of those stories where you... I kind of come from being a, you know, pardon my French here, but a shitty dad to uh, kind of turn a corner, man. You nice. know what I mean? And, and uh, what, was the, what was the change? Alcohol. Be, oh, I thought you were going to be no another lie, person. Man. Be like, I went to therapy. That's what no. all my guests say when I'm like, hey, no. what, what, how'd you turn the no, corner? Man. They're like, therapy, man. You know, I think, you know, in the conversation of that, uh, when I got out of the military and I quit drinking and, and uh, well, I quit drinking for a couple months and then I started drinking again and I was I was pretty responsible about it. Um, but I did see a therapist. I, I seen a therapist pretty regularly about once a week. I went and, and talked to this woman, and um, she was phenomenal, man. Nice. Excuse me. She did a great job, and, and uh, she, um, you know, she, she helped me through some things, I think, that, like, more it was behavior that I had to recognize. And, like, you know, what's, you know, this is a term I use with a lot of my students and, and my football players is, like, you know, doing the right thing, right? And, and uh you know, she really talked me through like, you know, well, do you, do you really feel like your decision with that was the right, the responsible, good, right choice to make? You know, and I was like, you know, I had sit, I'd analyze it and I'd say, I, I don't think so. I think you're right. You know what I mean? And so, you know, nowadays when I, you know, make decisions and, and you know, obviously there's, you know, three roles you can look at with this. Realistically, there's four, right? There's, you know, husband, there's father, there's teacher, and then there's coach. You know, I, I you know, obviously they all blend together. I'm the same person, right? I can't, I can't be four people, you know what I mean? And, but I look at it like, you know, how I handle my situations and how I handle my everyday tasks. Like it, it's difficult, man. And, and, you know, you gotta, you gotta, sometimes I gotta take a moment, right? Like as a, as a father and then also as a, as a teacher and a, yeah. and a coach and, and a husband too, man. Like, you know, like, you know, I was talking about before, you know, we kind of got on a subtopic, like my wife and I's relationship and making sure that my wife and I maintain our relationship. Right. Yeah. Like, cause now I have these people that are, that your wife probably loves more than you. Understandably. Counting on me. Yeah, yeah, most <laughs> definitely, man. I, I, you know, I, uh, you know, written, witnessing childbirth three times, man. I, uh, it's crazy, man. It really is. It, it it's be. pretty wild. And, and, you know, uh, my daughter, when my daughter was born, um, she, you know, the, the, the birth and everything was, was somewhat seamless. It, it wasn't incredibly difficult for my ex-wife and, and, uh, you know, but with my, with my wife, um, you know, with Daxton, our 18 month old man, she, uh, she had to be induced into labor. She was over, over the due date. Well, she had no to be C-section, induced. No C-section, no nice. natural birth. Those are luckily, crazy yeah. to see. Those are absurd. It to really see. is wild. Yeah, I haven't got the chance, but, and you know, I'm done to be honest with yeah. children and my wife is too. We've made that decision, but um, yeah, she, uh, she had some issues where she had to retain placenta and she had to be rushed back and uh, into the OR or whatever. And it wasn't, it wasn't anything too wild and crazy, but, uh, man, this last, this, uh, my five month old man, when, when, uh, Logan was born, um, same thing, man, you know, past the due date had to be yeah. induced and, uh, Brutal. man, so we, you know, here we are, it was the morning of, uh, October 8th, the morning of October 8th. And she's, um, like they're about to rush her back to a C-section heartbeat drops. Right. Everything like that. 
And so, you know, they end up moving her or actually scratch that. That, that might have been with my 18 month old, to be honest. But either way, there's complications. Right. So they they had just given her um, the uh, man, my epidural, my, the epidural, the epidural. Right. Thank you. And uh, that she was having contractions when they gave her the epidural, man. And she um, this is a no, 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 no knock on the anesthesiologist. Right. But. You know, because she's having she's having uh, contractions, he goes a little too deep, right? He did miss. Well, he kind of missed a little Uh, bit, right? So what happened was brutal. He hits her with the initial, right, and then he gets her all hooked up and gets her set back, and then all of a sudden, man, my wife is like paralyzed from the neck down. Oh my god! And uh, so you know they're they're, you know they're they're like, hey, you're at you know eight eight nine centimeters, whatever, dilated. You know, we're ready to do this. Let's go. She still no. managed to push, but it was like it, she she fucking powered through it, man. She and uh, dude, like after Logan was born, he was struggling a little bit and had to be taken back um, to the little like you know baby CPAP thing to to help with his breathing, and uh, it was it was it was insane, man. Like it's here, stressful. I mean, it turned it your hair, crazy. you turned your beard white just from that. <laughs> <laughs> it has got a little bit of white in it, man. Now, but. Uh, so here my my you know brand new you know newborn babies in another room and here's my wife like fucking paralyzed man and uh, I was I was super. I'm scared. gonna go smoke a cigarette. I'll be right back. I was <laughs> super scared, man. I really was. I was super. I was super freaked out. And uh, yeah. dude, like like they had to like you know uh, bring her down to the intensive care unit and monitor. Her. So I'm a brand new baby, dude. I got a brand new baby. And fuck, I think I was the first person to hold my son. I don't even think my wife was able to hold him at first. Score first. And it nice. was like, no, it was, I mean, it was good, but it was like, I was <laughs> freaked the hell out, man. I really was, man. And, and, uh, it, same thing happened with, with Dax, with, with my 18 month old man. I, I think my wife might've held him for a minute before they had to take her back to the OR, but I'm daddy, man, right from the beginning. You nice. know what I mean? And, and like, it's it, the thing I'll say about this and the situation and the experience of childbirth. And, you know, I'm speaking from a different perspective because I, you know, I'm a male, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't bear children. We don't, we don't, you know, develop them and grow them in our, you know, uteruses and then give birth. Right. But yeah. like, dude, that process is amazing, man. It really like the, the amount of emotions that flood when it happens is incredible. It's great. It's so unique, man. It really is. It's, it, it, you just, you don't, you just don't see anything like it, man. You really don't, in my opinion. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm not saying it's for everybody to experience, but I'm 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 blessed that I've got Beautiful. to experience it three times, man. And because I really think it's like it's a very unique part of life, you know, to 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 yeah. to be present for that, and then and then also to like, you know, hold this brand new human being, man. You're that lucky literally man. just yeah. born. You know what I mean? Like this is. The first breaths they're taking, and here you are. Wow! You know what I mean? And it's, you know it's it, half you, and it's and it's half me. That's and that, crazy. you know that's it, it. It and as they grow, you know, like I, you know, my seven-year-old daughter, like uh, it, it's you know, it's fascinating, man. They get to develop their own personalities, and and you know, you get to see that when they go through these phases of life, and yeah. and uh, it's amazing, man. It really is very unique, and and uh, you know, I I love it, man. Mm-hmm. I like the struggle of it. Uh, it definitely presents its challenges and it has its moments. And, and, uh, you know, there's times when like, it, you, you know, you're, you're, I don't want to say you're at a quitting, quitting point, but you're, you, you know, there's a moment where you're kind of like, man, fuck it. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm pushed too far right now. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, I'm something just, you can't turn off though. It really isn't man. And it, yeah. But it's something that like, 
you learn over time, I think, and this is something I've learned right now is, you know, I'm in the process of kind of transitioning my five month old to sleeping through the night. And, uh, God, for the last year and a half, because my children are so close, my wife and I, my wife more than me, man, mm-hmm. she's the one who's up at night with our children. Oh, she has I'm to not going to take That's credit for that, right? Yeah. But You can't wake up and breastfeed them. Yeah, but I can wake up and bottle feed. You know, yeah. my five-month-old, we're in the process of kind of like trying to trying to bottle feed. Because it's hard, man, for my wife. You know, she's yeah. working full-time. She's, you know, she's throughout the day, she's, she's got to remember when to pump. Yeah, yeah, she's Brutal. working full-time. And, and but so... That, makes, that brings up two good points. I have two really big things I want to bring up. Yeah. One is, at the age of the two new ones i mean your old one with your older wife that's a different situation but the two young ones five months and 18 months do you think they love they like love your wife more because she breastfeeds them like that's the, the i always feel like up until at least probably three the baby just loves the mom a hundred times as much yeah i uh i hear you and and i think that you're right because i and this is you know you and i talked about this in the past i when I, we talked on this on episode two when i was here is uh, you know, biologically, there's just something different between something men and different. women. There, there really is, man. And, and, uh, it's a bummer. You don't get to experience that. I can't offer the same nurturing qualities. I don't think that my wife can, it's just, it's, it's, it's different. You know what I mean? It's, it's obviously, you know, she, she's the one who, you know, grew these individuals oh in her God, body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she, there's a connection that I can never re I can never reenact that connection. I can never reach that that point with them and and uh at what age do you hope that it will kind of level out because i think it levels out definitely well by you know six. interestingly enough is it you know uh my you know year and a half old son he uh just in the last like two weeks i, I you know because i you know i work full time you know what i mean so i'm gone from you know in the morning right about when he gets up till you know four four thirty five o'clock at night right so yeah. uh you know, I only get to see him, you know, about, you know, realistically from waking hours, like, you know, when he's up and about, mm-hmm. you know, during the week, Monday through Friday, like two and a half hours a day, two Does and a half, maybe three hours. Does he go to daycare, I assume? No, you know, uh, we're really fortunate, man. I, um, I have some in-laws that nice. um, are retired and, and, uh, they're phenomenal, man. They, they, they're a blessing. They, they take care of, of both my boys in the daytime and, and, uh, you know, they're Monday through Friday. They're full time job in it, man. They're, they're, That's yeah. incredible. It really is, and, and I'm, I'm. It's, I do feel very blessed, and it's. I think it's very unique that people get the opportunity to be in a kind of situation that I'm in, because, you know, I can't attest to this. You know what I mean? Well, I can attest to this because a couple summers ago, you know, I'm at Oregon State and I'm going to school, man, over the summer, and uh, Haley's four at the time. Yeah, she's about four years old. And uh, I had to leave her at the daycare there at Beaver Beginnings, and uh, which I will say this before we continue is a phenomenal daycare program, and they do an excellent job with kids. But just hand your kids off to more or less hard. strangers. Yeah, that's it was hard, man. It was really hard, and and it was really hard for her. You know what I mean? Like in the mornings, like even as she got accustomed to it, you know, and and the summer went on, and and you know, because I think that the classes I was taking were about six or nine weeks, and and uh, you know, she like she'd cry she'd be upset and I, I i would leave her there from about eight to noon you know and then i'd come back after i got out of class and you know we, we'd spend the rest of the day together but uh but that point you're just working to pay someone else to take care of your kid it was hard yeah it really is that's what, what that's what I, my second question was but you luckily have your in-laws but i was like what's it like to go take care of other people's kids to pay someone else to take care of your kid uh, that's what <laughs> i was kind of like that's the situation i thought it was going to be i'm yeah, like that's yeah. a trip yeah yeah, being a teacher, man, it's uh, 
you know, the beauty of being a parent and then also being a teacher is, uh, you know, I look at it as like, you know, how do I want my kids to be taught in school? You know, and, and, you know, I teach physical education, right. And, uh, you know, I, I, this is my first year as a teacher. Um, and it's definitely presented some challenges. I, uh, you know, I, I, I teach a class right now. Um, it's called lifetime fitness. Um, and when I got teach the, it to fucking babies, lifetime when I, fitness. Nah, when I got youth the, fitness. That's hilarious. When I got the job there, man, uh, you know, cause I teach at a high school and, and so it was, uh, explained to me is this is PE for students who don't really like PE. Mm. And, uh, so you have to take a certain amount of physical education in, in yeah. school. Um, and, uh, it has its struggles, man. I deal with, I deal with situations. Uh, I would say the last five months, um, have really, like allowed some serious growth of my patients. Nice. It really has. I, I like I, you know, I like I really struggled at the beginning of the school year. I like I would have moments where I'd have to deal with like behavioral issues or, you know, just individuals that that just don't want to participate and are just basically in the layman's terms like defiant. Stoned. No, I'm you know what I mean? yeah, high school, no, high yeah, students, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but um <laughs> But I mean, it's like your approach is crucial. Yeah, man. If you like, if you, it, it, you know, some kids react to certain things, and other kids react to other things. You know what I mean? And and, but again, I think the biggest takeaway for me when I when I'm teaching kids is, you know, well, how I want my own kids to be treated here. You know what I mean? And I, I want my own kids to be treated. Would you be their teacher when they get to high school? Oh, most definitely. <sighs> most definitely. No, you, it's so awkward, like reprimanding. Like, that's a delicate line to tell, you know, at that point. I really think, and well, this is something to be said is, is, uh, it all starts at home. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? I think it's like, you know, the, the, the social norms you learn and then also kind of like the, the core values you learn, I think they really start at home, you know? And, and so I think like, depending on what your home life looks like, like, I, you know, and, and I don't want to attest to this in a way where it makes me look like I'm pointing the finger in the direction of, of parents or anything, but, uh, get your shit together, parents. I can get it together. Well, I can really see like the difference between the, the, the students that I teach that mm. have very strong, good unified home lives and the eat, ones that don't man. Eat dinner together, go on a walk or something. Well, and they also have two parents, right? Oh, like on, shit, on, interestingly yeah. enough, man, uh, in our society today, you know, it's unfortunate that's this way, but there's so many children that don't have both parents, you know, I mean, like your whether daughter, your daughter's one. My daughter is one. My daughter is one. And, and, you know, yeah, when she's, you know, with her mother, you know, my ex-wife's a single mom. You know what I mean? And, and you know, I give her a lot of credit for being a single mom. I really do. You know what I mean? Her and I's relationship is a struggle, but um, I got to give her credit for that, man. She's she's a single mom when, when you know, when, when, our, when my daughter's with her and, and uh, she's done a pretty good job. You know what I mean? She really has. Like, she's, you know, and, and I give her credit for that. You know what I mean? But, uh yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, you look at some of these some of these young young kids that I'm, you know, teaching at the high school level, and, and uh, you know, I think, you know, it, it, there's something to be said about, like, you know, the, you know, the, the, the boy that has, you know, a lack of a father figure in their life, or, you know, the girl that has a lack of a father figure in their life, like, you know, you, you, some of this behavior that you see from them sometimes, it's like, you know, can you really blame, can you blame the, the, the person or can you blame the, the scenario or the situation? You know what I mean? Cause if you're placed in this situation where I don't want to use the term that you just don't know any better, but like no one's really shown you, right. Or no one's really taught you like, 
you just don't know any difference. And, and I, I had an interesting conversation the other day. I, you know, I, I don't want to say I have moments where like I'll pull my, my classes together as a group and, and I'll scold them, but I definitely have moments that the, the term I like to use is heart to heart conversations. Yeah. You know, when we're struggling a little bit as a class to, damn, that's gay. No, that's good terminology. It's yeah. way better than yeah. school. Yeah. I'm going to scold y'all kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when I have to have conversations with them about like, you know, you know, like what we consider to be the norms in the class or the, or the rules or the behavioral, you know, you know, uh, you know, the, 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 I guess I don't want to say rules that I'm putting forth, but the, 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 the boundaries maybe is the right way to put it. Right. Like when I pull them in and we have conversations about it, like I always try to address it in a way where like, I try to identify whatever the issue is. And then I try to, I try to find some solutions or like, really paint the picture of like, Hey, here's how I'm feeling about this. Like here, here's where my expectation is. Here's what's happening. You know what I mean? And, and, um, I had a, a, a student the other day that said, well, you know, you're just a babysitter. And I said, well, and I, I said, what does that make you, you know, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I told her, I, you know, baby little shit, get in line. I didn't allow it to, you know, to derail me from the, from the, from the tone of voice or the conversation or anything. And I just said, no, I'm, I'm not a babysitter here. I'm, I'm a teacher here. I'm here to teach you. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to babysit. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm here to, I'm, I'm here to make sure that you, you know, learn from this experience and this exposure, you know, cause I think there's something to be said about, you know, like whether you look at this way or not, like, and I've told students this in the past is, you know, the type of education you get out of a high school, you know, four year time span, I really don't know how vast it is, right? No. I, I don't really know, you know. But the biggest way you can look at it is like it's it's like one giant social experiment, right? Like yeah, it is. You got to learn how to how to get along with with people of all avenues, you know what I mean? And and high school is a great place to do that, man, because you yeah. you don't have a choice realistically. Like you know, like if you're not in high school, well, here in our nation, like you know. What are you doing? With what are you life? doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? What, You're too young to do anything. At what that else age. can You're you do? Not even conscious, right? But what else can you thing. do? When you uh, when you give your heart to hearts with people, um, <laughs> here's one thing that I learned, and it made so much sense. And there's another aspect to it too. But when you're scolding people, you can't be, all right, now go run laps or do push-ups. Because then they strongly associate Punishment exercise. with physical yeah. activity. So then you don't want to work out when you're it older. It really like, is, yeah. Do they teach you that? Because they should teach everyone that. So, so you know, sense. I like, and you were fortunate enough, I think, to be exposed to this class as well, but... Um, gosh, her name's gonna slip my mind right now, to be honest. But um, D. Uh, no. Uh, ah, whatever it is, whatever. The it is. Um, sport and psychology, physical activity. Oh, three seventy with Dr. William Massey. Uh, I took it with somebody different than mm, you. Same class. I ended up working for the guy though. That, I, I like that class so much. Really? Yeah. yeah, I took it with uh with a woman, and I can't think of her name right now. Top yeah, of my head, I wish it. I could. She was phenomenal, man. She. She was great. She did a great job, but and I think now she works at uh, um, Corbin. I think she works at Corbin University. But um, but yeah, like they talked a lot about that man yeah. in that class. Like it's they talked a lot about learn. you know Just look punishment at the level, the, right? The downstream approach yeah. to what you're doing. Another one is when you take it home. You don't want to send your kids to their room when they're doing bad. Then they associate their room with some kind of being like punished in there. Like I never, yeah, yeah. never liked being in my room. Like I didn't have it like be this homey spot because you know you're shoved there at times. Interesting, man. So I don't know how yeah. you fuck you punish a kid. <laughs> Interesting. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, make him eat unhealthy food. <laughs> <laughs> you bad. Eat some skittles. You fuck. <laughs> no. Uh, 
<laughs> I deal with this with my son, you know, and again, then this goes back to, you know, the, 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 the preface of this whole, whole conversation about being a father is, um, I, uh, my, you know, one and a half year old, you know, his little brother at five months, like, um, he struggles a little bit with like, like good touch, right? Like, you know, I think a little bit of the situation he's dealing with is a little bit of jealousy, right? So he, um, just recently, man, about a month and a half ago, uh, we were sitting on the floor and, uh, my, you know, you know, youngest child is sitting in front of me and my, you know, toddler, I guess we'll, we'll use the term toddler, right? He's at that age now, but, um, he had this little toy hammer in his hand. He has this little game that he plays with and, uh, just out of nowhere, man, he just hit his brother, like right in the forehead with yeah. the little hammer, you know, bam, bam, yeah. you know, and, and I grabbed that out of his hand and, uh, sure you enough, what do I do? I didn't hit him with the hammer, but <laughs> what do I do? Uh, what'd you do? I slap his butt a little bit, you know, yeah. but it's like, I yeah. think about it afterwards and I'm like, hang on a second. Like here, my, here, my, yeah. you know, <laughs> don't hit him. I'm going to hit don't you. Don't hit him. Cause I'm going to hit you. You yeah. know, well, what, what do we learn from this? You know what I mean? So like, you know, you're at that, you're at that position or that age now where like, you know, uh, you gotta, you gotta teach, like you, you gotta teach it in the right way. You gotta yeah. use the right method. Right. Because if not, do you really learn anything mm -hmm. from, from the, from the experience? You the know what I mean? Biggest trip ever, man. That's why having kids, you gotta have two. You're pretty much just practicing on the first one. You get a little, bit <laughs> you know? Yeah, really. Yeah. 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 Man with three, it's like, and that's, you know, like, again, you know, we're going to dive into lots of, lots of topics on this, on this journey here of this podcast, but, uh, you know, how, how do you invest your time? Right. Right. Yeah. When you got three and I got a big age gap, right. I got a, I got a seven-year-old, and then I got a one-and-a-half, and I got a five-month-old, right? The the two boys, like, you know, in a couple of years, like, well, they're obviously, similar. they're at the same they're, – they're at a pretty similar age where, you know, once they're, you know, three and two or, you know, two-and-a-half and, and one-and-a-half, like, of course, you, you can be doing things together with them, but, well, then there's this big gap, right? There's like a five-and-a-half-year gap between them and my daughter. Well, my daughter's not going to be – no. playing on the playground on the you know kitty equipment yeah. with my you know toddler so girls little girls like hanging out with little babies though i think it's like they that, do yeah you it know it goes cause, back cause to the nurturing babies, yeah it's babysitting two people one of them's like a seven-year-old girl and like a two-year-old little boy mm -hmm. and she loved just like helping out the little kid on like, oh that's sweet and makes it super nice i think if you have a seven-year-old boy and a one and a half-year-old girl he's just gonna bully her that's what guys do guys bully girls yeah. are matrilineal yeah or not, whatever it is Motherly, yeah matrily one question before before we get back into to parenting and family stuff, I've been wanting to ask a guest like you you this for a while now, and you're uh, doing man. you're not doing it right now. <laughs> but, but um, and if, if this is too personal, you can totally get away. from no, it. No, not at all, man. Go but for you it. You don't make a ton of eye contact. I'm curious. Some people like like look away from like um. I've had a handful of guests where they just like blink for eye contact. I've had other guests where they just stare at me the whole time. The whole time. And those ones are almost like all right. You got to look away at some point here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm but I'm curious. Is there a reason? Like, it, um, did the military or anything no, influence I, you? So uh, no. It's interesting that you bring that up, man. I've always not, I've, I've always been an individual who doesn't make a ton of eye contact with people while I'm speaking to them. And, and, uh, it's a no former way of me, like neglecting the conversation no, or like neglecting like the yeah. engagement. And I know you don't, yeah. but, but I think sometimes people do right. Because mm -hmm. again, I think this goes back, you know, and I want to tie it all back into the yeah. father thing, but like, you know, dads usually tell their kids, you know, Hey, when you're talking to somebody, a position of authority or whatever, look them in the eye. you always make, you look them in the eye, you always make eye contact. Right. Or like, you know, the conversation of the firm handshake. Right. Yeah. Uh, I always think about it as a handshake. It doesn't have to be a firm handshake. Right. Mm -hmm. Like 
So I think students really get tripped out by it is when I start a new semester, you know, this is my second semester as a teacher. Uh, I'm a handshake kind of guy. I'm not mm. a fist bump kind of guy. I'm yeah. not, you know, I think kids nowadays Don't do it have this month, this one month, like I'm not going to shake your hand when we leave. I'm scared <laughs> to shit about Corona. This is uh, March 1st for, cause this is going to come out in April. Yeah. I'm scared. To, I'm, I'm not touching anyone lately. <laughs> I would be scared if I were you, man. And it might blow. I no, hope yeah. to God I'm I, I have a giant container hand sanitizer by my desk, dude. And I, <laughs> and I hit a pump of that just about every, every class. <laughs> shake a kid's hand, pump it. Boop, bump. Yeah. 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 No, but, uh, I think there's really something to be said about a good solid handshake. And you know, another thing too is, uh, I'm a big hug guy. Like yeah. I, uh, yeah, my football players and my students too, man. I give students hugs all the time, and you it's know, cool to see physical like males' physical love and just be like, yeah, oh, see, it's yeah, yeah. normal. Yeah, and it's a com- and it's in a completely plutonic way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and like nowadays, it's interesting, man. I mean, in 2020, like you got like as a male teacher, like you got to be careful. I think with things because there's you know there's those there's that evil out there that ruins it, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want anybody, but like you know, I like I have you know I've had students you know in my short amount of time of doing this my you know, a semester. And this is the start of a new semester just recently for me as an actual teacher. And then last year I did my student teaching. Like I'd have students that would tell me like, my parents are getting divorced. You know what I mean? My, you know, my pet just died. My, you know, uh, my boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with me. My, you know, uh, you know, friends are, you know, starting rumors about me or whatever. Like, and you know, you can tell from body language sometimes with some of these kids, like, you just need a hug, man. You just need a hug. Like, and, and you know, I'm a hugger kind of guy. So like, you know, I do it more prevalently. I feel like maybe with my football players and I do other people because I feel more comfortable with them. You know what I mean? And I've built pretty good rapport and a pretty good relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's something to be said about a hug, man. I'm a, I'm, I've always been kind of like a hug kind of guy with my, you know, with my, my people that I, well, I care about everybody. Absolutely. I think that's another thing too, that, you know, it comes from being a father. Maybe that that really benefits me as being a teacher. Man, is is uh, I love people in general. You know what I mean? I you know, and I always want my students to know that I love them. Like nice. even if I'm frustrated or upset with the the behavior, yeah. like I I don't dislike the person. You know what I mean? Like I you know, like I tell kids all the time. This is something you know that that I think they really like don't know how to take when I say it to them. But like I'll tell them like, hey, you're better than that. You know, yeah. like I'll say that. Hey, you're better than that. And they, they like kind of don't know how to take it. They're like, well, is this like an insult or oh, like what's well, an know. interesting way to phrase it? It is You're better than that. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I hey, you know, like when that. kids behavior is, you know, you know, <laughs> inappropriate or whatever, or, you know, not necessarily what you'd like to see yeah. from them. Hey, man, you, you know, you're better than that. Oh, if I was a kid, I'd say, no, I'm not. <laughs> do any kids ever do that shit to you? I have a kid in my class who, who kind of is that way. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? I, I say, like well, that. you know, don't sell yourself short, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I think, you know. You know, you are what you want to be and, and what you want to become. You know what I mean? And I think that's a good way to phrase it. No, it I mean, is, we man. are. Yeah. Uh, the, the good way to phrase it is like we are a story that we tell ourselves or like whatever the, the five most common stories we tell ourselves are. You right. Know? Like you you used to not tell yourself, but now you tell yourself you're a good guy that loves everyone and the good husband and father. Well, and you yeah. are. You tell yourself that story and you yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. It shapes your reality. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you got it. Like you got it. You got to live in what you're going to live in. You know what I mean? And I think I, like I heard this from, you know, a guy who, who's 
become pretty popular lately and has recently wrote in a book and I, I want to pick up a copy and read it is David Goggins. <laughs> you know, I really like David Goggins, oh, that's man. that's so funny. Yeah, you know, every, like everyone likes David Goggins. Everyone like David partner, Goggins. Kenzie loves David Goggins. I like him, man. I and, can't and stand the guy. Really? I like him. <laughs> he's, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah, but, I just don't uh, like motivational speaker people. They're just really? so ingenuine to me. I'm like, what? Is See, I, I believe it with him, man. He's the yeah. kind of guy where I, 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 I feel like his conversation, I like his realistic approach to it too and one of the things that i really like from listening to his story yeah you just gotta run through it you gotta here's the thing i tried to listen to one of his episodes on joe rogan and i couldn't make it through because he just reiterated the did same you listen shit. to the part about when he was talking about his past like when he was in high school and like dealing with racism and stuff did you catch no, that part mm-mm. man it got really good man when he started i'll give another go i'll give another go you can listen to the part where he started talking about being like in the air force and getting out and then gaining a bunch of weight yeah and uh, he, he, what he talks about when he talks about that stuff is he, he mentions like, I was a piece of shit. That's what he says like about himself. Yeah. He's like, I was a piece of shit, you know? And, and like, I look at myself, right? Like, you know, you know, look at me, you know, from about 2011 to 2000, you know, 15 even, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was a piece of shit, man. A piece of shit. I was a yeah. piece of shit. And that's right, okay. So you can see and reflect and right? like, and yeah. here's why I don't like him. And here's what I've noticed. Anytime anyone ever says that they don't like someone, like I know someone who says they don't like Jordan Peterson and you look at them and it's like, well, you have the most to learn from Jordan. He's like the stand up straight, respect people, I uh, love him. shoulder yeah, burden. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I can, I, and yeah, I just yeah. know someone who, who life, yeah, yeah, I know someone who hates him, but he's the person who absolutely has no, uh, uh, he's shouldered no burdens and all yeah. that stuff. It's, uh, yeah. People always hate people that they know they need to change in that way. And I know I need more motivation oh, or self-discipline. So I know why I hate David Goggins, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm still choosing, like I'm still yeah. fun in the life. I'm like, yeah, yeah like I'm, I'm all aware of yeah. shit like that. But I'm like, you know, I still fucking hate the guy. No, I don't hate him. I, I'm sure all- he's a wonderful person. <laughs> <laughs> I just like having fun, you know? Isn't it always interesting, man, how, and this is something you brought up a good point when you talk about hating people, but like, isn't it always interesting how people say like, well, I just hate that person, yeah. but like you didn't, even know the people yeah yeah yeah. you know like like uh, there's so many people nowadays where people are like oh i hate that person and i'm always in my head i'm thinking like so you're telling me you know that person yeah like you like like you and i are sitting down right now and talking like we don't even know each other though and we don't really know each other that well you and i you and i haven't spent a ton of time together we've we've spent a bit but know each other i mean you need to know someone like every day for three to six months i would agree i mean how far into your relationship with your wife did you really okay i now really know her and you're probably yeah you're seeing her all the fucking time i would say yeah well her and i did like this long long distance not really long distance thing we lived about 70 miles apart from the beginning of our relationship sex kind of thing but here's the thing we know we we probably spent 50 60 70 hours together through school for a couple terms yeah. and then this. yeah realistically um but yeah like We've i know you good conversation yeah, no, yeah, i yeah. love you i mean that's why i'm like as soon as you reached out, i'm like dude i would love to have you back on the show yeah. cool um, man. <laughs> but the whole thing is so ah i feel really bad even saying i don't like david gargans i just don't like motivational speaker I hear people I hear, I hear i hear where you're coming from okay. with that yeah. I, I hear where you're coming from with that in the fact that they're like and this is all people i think there's human beings in general is like Everybody has their like bullshit meter. Like, like, yeah, good how point. much are you feeling? You know what I mean? Like, like, how much of what you're telling me is bullshit? Yeah, you know what I mean. I really, I think, I think there's something to be said with that. Like, oh, yeah. there are some people that I've met throughout my life, and like, I think first impressions are crucial, man. But there are some people I've met in my life where I'm like. I don't trust this person, man. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, no, I do. It develops. Yeah. It develops pretty quickly, you know. Mm-hmm. And and you're like, I don't know, man. Like, I just. 
I don't know if I believe what yeah. you're presenting to me, right? Like, yeah. And not even that they're know. lying. Some people like, have this sneaking suspicion that they don't even know what they're talking. They're just like, the yeah, yeah, people, yeah. And they can, I have you wanna, some people. You want a prime example of that, man? Yeah, go to yeah. a sporting event. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you ever go to a sporting event and there's like people in the crowd, like, shh, those people are like the best coaches, yeah. the most knowledgeable sport people. It's like, <laughs> What, if I watch athletics, I don't know anything about, dude. Like yeah. I'm, I, I don't really talk a whole lot of, you know. I'm not like out there like, oh my god, you know, Look at that, that guy yeah. could have boxed out better. You know, I'm not yeah. a basketball. You know what I mean? So like, it's, it's always interesting to me. Like when I go to sporting events and I listen to the 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 demographic around me speak mm -hmm. about, oh, you know, yep. that coach. You know, it's like give me a break, man. The like, smartest people, <laughs> the smartest people admit when they don't know stuff the most often. Like the smartest people I know are like, oh, I don't know, or like, oh, I'm yeah, talking, yeah. you know, I'm talking. Yeah, my ass here, but I'll give you my best logic about it. But the I people who I find are the stupidest, and my bullshit meter goes off the most. They always have an answer. They've always seen yep. that. They've always heard about. It. They always yep. know. It. I'm like, <laughs> at some point, you're just exhausting. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah. So, but here's the thing, and and I say I respect David Goggins. Yeah. Um, I used to be like, I don't respect David Goggins, and someone called me out. They're like, How can you not respect him? He was in the military. He ran a bunch. I'm like. Well, first off, he just ran a bunch, and then he listened to orders. Like, I'm not saying, like, that was my logic <laughs> back then. I'm like, I don't know why should I respect. People have this, like, your, your, your baseline should be you always respect everyone, and I don't feel that yeah, way. Yeah. But I do respect him. After, like, yeah. giving him some more, like, you know what? He helps a lot, of, motivate a lot of yeah. people. That in itself is yeah. worthy of respect. But yeah. not the fact that he ran 100 miles and hurt his fucking feet and liver, kidneys, or whatever. Like, I what recently read a book, man, and I would be curious to see what your thoughts are on the individual who wrote the book, man. Who is but it? I, uh, I read a book called Above the Line by Urban Meyer, mm. the coach at Ohio Never State, heard man. Him. And uh, yeah, he's the he was the head football coach at Ohio State. So he's the guy who a couple of years ago there was this whole situation with one of his assistants where there was some domestic violence involved, mm. and there was some conversation that he knew about it and he didn't do anything about it. And I can't attest to that kind of stuff, but uh, when I read the book, um, one of the things I'll say about him um, is I really like the content in the book. You know what I mean? Like he, you know, as a football coach and as somebody who, like, I think I'm in it for some different reasons. Maybe I think I think I think all coaches, you know, for the most part, especially at the youth level, which I would consider to be like, you know, you know, Important. youth through, you know, young through, you know, six year old kids through, you know, high school. Yeah. Uh, you're in it for almost like almost a pay it forward kind of thing. And you're in it for oh, wow. like, uh, like you want to see the betterment through the, the, whatever the sport or activity is. You know what I mean? Like for me, obviously it's football. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, like, um, as a football coach myself, like I really respect the guy as a football coach and, and what he was capable of doing and, and, and accomplishing. And like, I like the message, whether or not the message is, is, he lives that every day and it's yeah. all him. You know what I mean? Like I can't attest to that. I don't know him, man. Him and I don't know each other, you know, from, yeah. from the guy on the corner here. You know what I mean? Up. I'll watch a YouTube video. Yeah. I don't, I don't I read like so him, I man. don't uh, read him, but I'll, I'll watch a YouTube video of the guy. Yeah. But do you want yeah, to hear yeah. the most exciting show I've got coming up? Huh. Not to call any of my other guests, but I have Don Pelham, who is the linebacker coach for the UCLA Bruins. And he was the defensive coach for the Ducks when they went to the Rose Bowl. He's coming on the show. Interesting. And I don't, I've never watched a football game in my life. <laughs> it's funny when I actually invited him for the first time. Are. I'm like, "How about this date?" And he's like, "Well, that's Super Bowl. That's the that's the day of the Super Bowl." So no, and I'm like, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> so it didn't work, you know. But yeah. he, he was he was very nice enough to be like, "Well, this is the this because he 
uh, flies between LA and yeah. um, Eugene. So I was lucky enough that he's like, I'll be back again this day. I'm like, I'm like, thank God. Cause I just man. met him on a plane, uh, plane ride back from Hawaii and he was yeah. behind me with, you know, big Rose Bowl ring. I'm like, Hey man, how'd you get that ring? He's like, I was the coach at the time. I'm like sick. You want to come on my show? And I was dressed cool. like a fucking hippie. I just got back from like camping for nine days. <laughs> I, I, I had hair and pants on. They looked like a fucking dress. I had like a, I was dirty. I was like, I had dirty man. And I was like, I swear to God, I look better than this. My show's more professional than this. And he was dressed in a suit. He was so suave. And he's like, all right, yeah, sure. I'm like, yes. And he gave me his personal email. That's awesome. I don't know why. If yeah. I was, if I was him, I'd be like, yeah, maybe, man. <laughs> well, I think it's a, it's it like it's the outlet, right? It's like he, you know, he gets to come on, you know, like you and him have different different perspectives of of life because yeah of your backgrounds, right? Like you know him him being in the in the career choice that he's in, and and yeah, you know you him. you I'm doing excited. this, and and you know it's yeah. I this is something I think that's you know uh, I think it's always important to be honest with each other, but. Uh, I have I haven't listened to a lot of the episodes, man. No, yeah, mad respect. No, like I here's you know the what thing. I mean. And a lot of people I, but I are look podcast through, people. Yeah, that's the whole thing. At the end yeah, of the day, is like look, a lot of people don't listen to podcasts. I look through the the guests that you've had on, man, and and uh, I think one of the things that's that's important about this is like this isn't just like a certain thing, right? It's not like you're doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, people fault me for that though. Life people are like, you need to find a niche, football, no, or man. vertical, or whatever the fucking people no, want to call it. I'm no, like, no, man, do yeah. you? Do well, you, here's man. the joke I have because I've been on uh, this very far left wing person's show, yeah. Um, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, we'll have to wait and do the show in like a month because I've had too many white men on." And I'm getting to the joke. I'm like, "I'm only gonna have white men on my show. How about that?" And like women. <laughs> <laughs> will be like, oh, who are you to talk about a women's issue? I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I will never take your th- words into account on any man. Yeah. Like, like at some point, it's just like fun to be like, really, you're really gonna go this far? Okay, then I'll only talk and listen to white men. How about that? Like, no, yeah, How about everyone's yeah. opinion is valid. Fuck yeah. y'all. No, I really think, man, I, and I and I think this is something. It's funny that we're talking because I, I don't know where this saying ever came from, but you know, it's like different strokes for different folks, right? Yeah, yeah I'm with like, you. Like, you know, like. What resonates with you and I, or you know, like maybe it doesn't resonate with somebody else. You know yeah. what I mean? And that, like, that's all right, man. Like, I think sometimes people seem to subject themselves to like the categories of it. You know, mm-hmm. like based off of whatever the thing is, like race or religion or you know well, activities that we're both involved in. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, I like, dude. I enjoy having conversations with people of all walks of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if you're always talking to the people that are the same as you, yeah. well, fuck, does that get old? You know, does, give me yeah. a break, man. Talk like, about the same shit and just become more like <laughs> right. yourself. But here's you the know? thing. I've noticed I almost kind of pigeonhole people into the way that they're most different from me. Like my most previous guest to this yeah. was uh, a gay. He was a Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness and he came out as being gay. So he had to leave his church. Yeah. And I kind of just focused on talking about what it was like being gay the whole show. Because I'm like, it's interesting. It's something I don't know about. And it was like, well, you know, it's, it's a, a big part of your that character. that he can offer, right? Yeah, but then I feel you know? bad or like I'll have a black person on the show. And a big part of it is like, hey, what is it like? like and I yeah. almost feel bad like... Kind of not like I don't ignore the rest of their character, but I do like that's the part I'm most interested in because I'm like, whoa, we're we've lived very fundamentally different lives. Well, and I think it offers people the opportunity to to, to glance into that, right? Yeah, you know, like it gives it gives them something different. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's not it, it's not it's not the same old bland thing that you that you hear. You know, you get to like there's something to be said about like you know like because I do listen to podcasts 
you know, semi-regularly. I used to listen to a lot more than I do now, but like... I mean, you have three kids. That's when you're like, I don't listen to the show. I'm like, how the fuck would you have time? Uh, <laughs> my old boss has two, one or two kids, and he's like... I was like, hey, man, can I send you a... Uh, like, can I send you a... He was like, my old boss. I liked the guy. Not Massey, but uh, the library guy, Chris Peterson. Yeah. And he's like... Yeah, but I'll listen to it sometime this week. It was like a three-minute song. Like, like people with kids and a job are and wife obviously are so yeah. pressed for time. It really it's is. It's like, hey, listen to a fucking hour of not a famous person. Like, I assume if you could <laughs> listen to an episode of my podcast or Elon Musk and you're pressed for time, like, if you, if, you know, if you work a job where you can listen to podcasts frequently, it's like, yeah, it's awesome to have more content. But like, yeah. if you have one hour of yeah. listening a week, I'd yeah. probably listen to Barack Obama on uh, WTF yeah, yeah. or Elon Musk on Rogan or something. Right. Yeah, or, or totally my own show. No, <laughs> um, no, but seriously, man, this was a blast. Thank you for bringing me a gift. I love trying yeah. CBD kombucha. This yeah. was tasty shit, man. Um, and yeah, we just rocked a little over an hour. You got, cool. you got any closing thoughts? Things? I think the first time we talked, we talked for like two hours, but we I've, been, I've been capping it a little over an hour. A little yeah, I, I hear you where you're coming from with that for sure, man. I, I think uh, closing thoughts that I would have is... Uh, you know, we, we wanted to talk about mostly being a father and, and doing that whole gig. And, and uh, for all the dads out there, man, just keep keep fighting a good fight. Keep doing what you're doing and, and uh, keep growing. Keep working hard. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that that's, you know, it's not easy, man. It's it's uh, it's a difficult it's a difficult thing to do on a daily basis. And, and uh, there's there's moments where, you know, it's it's so unselfish that. You know, you almost like push yourself to be like, I can't believe how I get no time for whatever, you know, but it's the juice is worth the squeeze in the long run. You know what I mean? That's kind of my take on it, man, is, is, you know, my children and my wife and and my family in general, you know, is, is the most important thing to me in life. And that's it's developed that way. It wasn't like it started that way. I didn't no, wake up. You were the up. polar opposite of this person. I really was. A couple was, man. five years ago. I really was, man. So, I really was. So. Mad respect. Lots yeah. of love, and I'm yeah. looking forward to having you back on in another handful of episodes. All right. Sounds good, man. Right. Lots of love. Take care.